Welcome to the King is Coming Soon podcast, which is produced by Dominion Media. This is episode number 177. Our focus is on national and global news events. My name is Cherub. Please stay with us. You are invited to join us on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays for the podcast The King is Coming Soon via the website thekingiscomingsoon.com and on a number of platforms. I'll tell you about them later. Here we examine geopolitical realities on their way. Our segments are White House Roundup, Israel and the Middle East news highlights and we also have updates from the Kingdom of Heaven, our devotional. This week our special focus continues on the series on kings, their accountability to God. Today's special guest speaker is Okoch Mundo of Nairobi, Kenya. Okoch is an ardent supporter of Israel, a psalmist with the shofar, an entrepreneur, a dedicated husband to his wife Nightingale, and a father. One day I asked him how many children did they have? He laughingly told me that African men don't count their children. Hence I'm unable to tell you how many children they have. However, Nightingale is a high school teacher and a businesswoman. Okuch successfully completed his master's program, which was done in Israel at the University of Haifa. Okuch deeply loves the Lord, and he is not afraid to stand up for godly principles. He lives with the awareness that as a Christian, we are to occupy and watch and pray while the Lord tarries. We first met Okuch and I in Jerusalem in 2018 during the Feast of Tabernacles. Our conversations took us on the path where there was much contemplation of very serious issues. Okuch is the psalmist who sings the shofar on the podcast. He is also presented on a number of occasions in episode number 24, episode number 110, and in episode 113. It seems as though the Lord reserves very difficult topics for our brother. Our current episode is no exception. Today, he will share with us on Jeroboam, the first king of Israel in the divided kingdom. He turned to idols instead of the God of his fathers. God gives a sign of the altar. Please stay tuned. Today's scripture text is taken 
from the book of first kings chapter 12 verses 25 to 30 jeroboam made a fort at shechem in the hills of ephraim and made that his headquarters he also built a fort at penuel but then jeroboam thought it won't be long before the kingdom is reunited under david as soon as these people resume worship at the temple of god in jerusalem they'll start thinking of rehoboam king of judah as their ruler they'll then kill me and go back to king rehoboam so the king came up with a plan he made two golden calves then he announced it's too much trouble for you to go to jerusalem to worship look at these the gods who brought you out of egypt he put one calf in bethel the other he placed in dan this was blatant sin think of it people traveling all the way to dan to worship a calf we'll also read from the book of first kings chapter 14 verses 14 to 16 then god will appoint a king over israel who will wipe out jeroboam's family wipe them right off the map doomsday for jeroboam he will hit israel hard as a storm slaps reed about he'll pull them up by the roots from this good land of their inheritance weeding them out and then scatter them to the four winds and why because they made god so angry with ashereth sex and religion shrines he'll wash his hands of israel because of jeroboam's sins which have led israel into a life of sin and both scripture texts were taken from the message bible we definitely see that before moses died he held multiple conversations with the entire assembly of israel by this time most of the adults who had left egypt had died en route to the promised land moses had followed god's intent to appoint joshua as their leader he was now given the mandate to lead the people of god into the holy land as the lord had told moses that he was not allowed to continue on the journey for he moses had not honored the lord before israel on one very important occasion nevertheless moses took time to warn the people of god he urged them to obey the voice of god see deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15 furthermore moses expressly warned the people not to turn from god to idols he added this caveat 
I know what rebels you are, how stubborn and willful you can be. Even today, while I'm still alive and present with you, you're rebellious against God. How much worse when I've died. So gather the leaders of the tribes and the officials here. I have something I need to say directly to them, with heaven and earth as witnesses. I know that after I die, you're going to make a mess of things, abandoning the way I commanded, inviting all kinds of evil consequences in the days ahead. You're determined to do evil in defiance of God. I know you are deliberately provoking his anger by what you do. So with everyone in Israel gathered and listening, Moses thought them the words of this song from the start to finish. This text was taken from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verses 27 to 30, from the Message Bible. Well, this week we saw Solomon turned to the idols of his wives and established abominations throughout the land. Now, in the divided kingdoms, the kingdom of Israel in the north and the kingdom of Judah, which is in the south, the hearts of the people were not loyal toward God, the God of their fathers. The culture was inevitably the people forsook God and turned to idols. The descendants of David who reigned in the south had a few great kings, men who feared God and led the people to repentance during their rule, whereas others served idols. Likewise, the entire northern kingdom, the kingdom of Israel, fell away due to the idolatrous fixation of the kings from Jeroboam onwards. In today's devotional, we'll be focusing our attention on Jeroboam, the first king of Israel in the divided kingdom, turned to idols instead of the God of his fathers. God gives a sign of the altar. Please stay tuned as we continue in the series on kings, their accountability to God. We'll take a break to tell you of one of the churches that has endorsed our program today. Our first segment comes to you with the compliments of the West Romvelt Wesleyan Church in Georgetown, Guyana, South America. The pastor is Reverend Dr. Marvel Williams. The West Ramville Church has resumed in-person services on Sunday mornings. In fact, they are meeting outdoors for worship. They meet for fellowship from 10.30 a.m. 
meanwhile, on Sunday evenings, they meet via Zoom for the Sunday evening service called Power Hour. And this service is from 7 p.m. Likewise, on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m., they meet for Bible study also via Zoom and on Facebook. The West Ranville Church continues their services to the community in various ways. Please make plans to attend this week, either in person or online. The pastor and the friends of the church will warmly welcome you and your family. Welcome back to the podcast. The King is Coming Soon. This is episode number 177. Our focus is on national and global news events. In our first segment, White House Roundup, on Friday, September 24th, President Joseph Biden held a multilateral meeting with three Prime Ministers at the White House, submitted White House Press. In addition to President Biden, there was in attendance the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga of Japan, and Prime Minister Narendra Modi of India. The four partners comprising the United States, India, Japan and Australia call themselves the Quad. Prime Minister Modi thanked President Biden for his initiative to organize this historic first ever in-person Quad Summit. He added that the four countries came together for the first time in 2004 to extend support to the Indo-Pacific region. Furthermore, PM Modi stressed that today, when the world is grappling with the COVID-19 pandemic, they were meeting once again as Quad and working in the interest of humanity. He elaborated that a Quad vaccine initiative will greatly help countries in the Indo-Pacific region. Based on shared democratic values, the Quad has decided to move forward with positive thinking and a positive approach. The Prime Minister of India underscored that it gave him great pleasure to discuss with his friends wide-ranging topics from supply chains to global security, from climate action to COVID response, to cooperation in the field of technology. He declared, I am a quad, in a sense, will play a role of a force for global good. He stressed that he was confident that their cooperation on the quad will ensure prosperity and peace in the Indo-Pacific and in the world. 
Likewise, Australian Prime Minister Morrison added that 670 million at least safe and effective doses of vaccines were already out there. A billion was their goal. Additionally, the Japanese Prime Minister observed that to date, the Quad has been promoting practical cooperation in extensive areas to deal with regional challenges, including COVID-19. Lastly, President Biden welcomed his guests and stated that this group meeting of democratic partners who share a world view and of common vision for the future have come together to take on key challenges of this age, from COVID to climate to emerging technologies. To emerging technologies, it embodies the approach he spoke of at the United Nations earlier this week, he confirmed. We'll take our second break. This segment comes to you with the compliments of the Heritage Church at Round Lake Beach in Illinois. The pastor is Pastor Justin Laib. The Heritage Church meets on Sundays at 9 a.m. You can find the Heritage Church at 2007 Civic Center Way, Round Lake Beach at the zip code 60073. To contact the Heritage Church, you can call 855-438-7440 or visit their website info at heritagechurch.cc Residents in the Chicago and other areas are invited to make plans to attend this week. Pastor Justin and his team will make you and your family feel at home. Welcome back to the Dominion Media, the King is Coming Soon podcast. Our focus today is on national and global news events. In our second segment, Israel and the Middle East news highlights, there was no news from the Israel Ministry of Foreign Affairs this week and there will not be any until mid-next week, the Lord wills. The State of Israel commemorates Sukkot, the seven-day feast during which they occupy, on a partial basis, huts that serve as a reminder of the Exodus. There is also another feast being commemorated at this time. It is the Feast of Tabernacles. In the past, thousands of Christians arrived in Jerusalem during this time to celebrate with Israel the Feast of Tabernacles. These High Holy Days are occasions for the Jewish people and us 
to spend time in reflection on the great goodness of the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are listening to the podcast by Dominion Media. The King is coming soon. We are examining national and global news events. Today, we feature the ebook version of the book, Devotional for Today's Women of Faith in the Bible. Users of ebooks can access the book via Amazon, Apple iBook, Nook, Kobo, and other platforms at the affordable price of $9.99. Please access your e-copy today. You can also secure a hard copy of the same book from Amazon.com. This book relates to the real-life experiences of women and men in our modern era. Finally, in segment three, we will look at updates from the Kingdom of Heaven. This week, we are focusing on kings, their accountability to God. Before we continue, let's have a quick review of today's news. On Friday, September 24th, President Biden held a multilateral meeting with three prime ministers at the White House. They are called the Quad. Internationally, there was no news from Israel this week. The Jewish people are continuing to commemorate the Feast of Sukkot, which is the Feast of Huts, for our example. Welcome to our devotional. All week we've been looking at the series on kings, their accountability to God. On Monday we focused on Solomon. Did you really need to marry these many women for peace? when the Lord had already instructed you not to do so? On Wednesday it was, the fate of the kingdom on the Rehoboam, Solomon's son, the king, did not listen to the people. Likewise on Friday, our guest speaker shares with us on Jeroboam, the first king of Israel in the divided kingdom. He turned to idols instead of the God of his fathers. God gives a sign of the altar. Let's proceed with today's discussion. Okuch hits the ball at the onset. He describes Jeroboam as a rebellious king. We do not celebrate the king's rebellion, which will eventually lead to the expulsion of Israel and some 100 years plus after this fate similar actions were taken against Judah only Judah had a promise that they will return from Babylon the place of their captivity after 70 years the northern kingdom did not receive such a promise from God that is, that they will return to occupy the land. They were taken into captivity by the Assyrians. Meanwhile, 
Okut draws parallels to modern-day rulers around the world and urges all to take heed to what they do. Kindly listen to this presentation and follow closely. Please pay keen attention to the discussion that this is serious business. Let's welcome our special guest, Okut. Today, we would like to share a couple of thoughts about Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. His mother was Zeruah, and she was a widow, meaning his dad must have died while he was growing up. However, this man, Jeroboam, became the byword for iniquity. Forever it would be said, according to the sin of Jeroboam, that he taught Israel to sin. In 1 Kings chapter 11, from verse 26, we meet a man who became the first king of the divided nation, Judah and Israel to the north. It is obvious, looking at this story, that our choices have consequences. For 27 years later on, in 2 Kings 15, literally a generation, Jeroboam is still teaching disobedience and rebellion. The leaders we have given ourselves in this season will impact us for generations to come. But how did Jeroboam get to this place? Jeroboam was a very successful and industrious man. And therefore, Solomon made him in charge of the labor force, a minister of the productivity of Israel. Looks like after a while and seeing the reprobate and loose life of his boss, he wondered why he shouldn't be the boss in this place. It always looks easy from the outside to become the boss. Today, you look at some of the leaders who have pushed others aside and you can begin to discern that it was never going to be this easy, as easy as their words of encouraging rebellion among the people of God. Today you find global leaders who have found it not easy to secure borders for their people. They have had to order mandates to get the people to do what they want. And they have ruined economies, jobs have tanked, and the populace has dire conditions around them. 
But you would say Jeroboam was given a prophecy by Prophet Ahijah. I want to say that not every prophecy is for taking up. Take the man Moses. God promised him after Israel became rebellious to become the new Israel, a complete new generation. And Moses declined, literally rejected God's offer to God's face with a profound answer. No, that was not his lot. God must prove to himself and for himself that he can lead Israel, even in their rebellion, to a new place. Jeroboam did not have to take up this prophetic mandate. There are no inevitabilities. So a man finds himself in dire straits and he believes after he started out with a prophetic word, he needs to secure Israel's obedience to him through doing exactly what he had seen in the reign of Solomon. That is the tragedy. Today, we must look into our hearts. What are our true motives as we desire to lead ministries, we desire to lead nations, we desire to go forward in the things that we think God has set us in? Shall we become a byword for rebellion or shall we become a word of testimony for those who obeyed God and did everything rebuilding the nations. That, to me, is the question of the life of Jeroboam. Which side shall you go even when you are in difficulties? On behalf of the podcast listeners, I would like to express our sincere gratitude to Okach, who emphasized the rebellion of King Jeroboam against the goodness of God Almighty. He warned that not every prophecy should be pursued, as often the thing could be a trap. Okach relayed that while Jeroboam served King Solomon, there was tension between them, and eventually he fled to Egypt. When Solomon died, he returned to the kingdom and subsequently led the rebellion which split the kingdom in two. He was made the first king in the new kingdom of Israel, but he made no attempts to serve God, the Lord God of Israel. Please let's pray. Abba Father, in today's devotional, we see how easy one can be entrapped by their ambition for power. Here, Jeroboam wanted power so badly that he was willing to raise a coup in the kingdom 
against the reigning king, Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. Now that he has power, what did he do? He led the children of Israel, the ten tribes, into idolatry. He set up two calves, one in Dan and the other in Bethel, thus teaching Israel to do just what Moses warned them not to do. Our Father, we are studying how kings in the Bible times were made to give accounts to you, almost in tandem with their actions. Abba Father, likewise not only them, but today's world leaders will have to give an account, even though it might be later, as well as the rest of us, believers and non-believers. Lord, have mercy. Save us from corrupting ourselves with the abominable thing. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the lies and deceptions of Satan, who has been using the same memo for centuries. He intends to kill us, steal our possessions and opportunities, as well as destroy us. Deliver us from all of Satan's imaginations, schemes, and whisperings. In Jesus' name, Amen. For those who have not yet made a decision to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, please repeat this prayer after me. Abba Father, today I confess my sins and acknowledge that I have sinned against you. Lord, today I receive your gift of eternal life, which comes through Jesus Christ. I acknowledge that it is only through him I'll be saved. Therefore, save me and help me and keep me. Forgive me of all my sins. Deliver me from the powers of darkness and set me into the kingdom of your dear Son, through whom I can receive forgiveness and transformation. In Jesus' name, Amen. You are listening to the podcast by Dominion Media. The King is Coming Soon. This is episode number 177. In closing, we would like to say thank you for staying with us. You can find The King is Coming Soon podcast via multiple platforms, namely Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Google Podbeans, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Pandora, Radio Public, Instagram, Twitter, and on the website, thekingiscomingsoon.com. Please advertise with us for a great price. Kindly fill out your request form on the website, thekingiscomingsoon.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors. I would also like to express our heartfelt appreciation to Okoch, who did double duty today. He is the guest speaker and our psalmist who sounds the shofar. Okoch warned us very strongly against being rebellious toward God. He also cautioned us to be wary about prophetic words from people, 
that prophecy would not lead us to defy God. But the word the king received at the time was not to make him turn from God. Nevertheless, he did turn away after he corrupted himself to become king, thus leading Israel with him in a vile way of life against God. Therefore, Okuch urges us to examine our motives, the motives of our hearts. Here are a few pertinent questions. What do we want? How badly do we want same? What legacy will we leave if we get same? If you want to be a leader of a country, for example, this is a question you should ponder on. Would the country be worse off or better if you were to take office? If you were to assume leadership in church, would the church be worse off or better under your leadership? Please examine your motives. The questions are worth your consideration in the pursuit of your goals. Please internalize this discussion. Do not be a byword for rebellion, Okuch cautioned. I have been your presenter, Cherub. Jesus, Yeshua, is coming soon. See you next time. Shalom.